0: This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Two possibilities exist. Either we are alone in the universe, or we are not. Both are equally terrifying. I'm sure the universe is full of intelligent life.
1: It's just probably been too intelligent to come (laughs) here. Right? (laughs) Wait, you scared me. And then you made me laugh. What is this, Bacon Sale? (laughs) And you kind (laughs) of condescended to all of us. I mean, a little bit. Welcome to Bacon Sale. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our ticket dance for 2000s horror movies so good it
0: was fun to kind of look back on those and i was surprised i had seen any i and was that, surprised
1: you the ones you'd seen yeah, yeah well, they're terrifying
0: and honestly there was a couple of comments that also were kind of in that same vein of people who were like surprised they'd seen any for example on instagram at crumpy lady said how have i seen your number one pick and i don't usually see scary movies oh yes i remember i got trapped and tricked into watching that one rude and i'm not talking about shawn of the dead which is fantastic i also love that Zombieland made the cut it's one of my favorites i like comedy horror Yes. Nice. So nice, Somebody right? There's a great genre. And on Twitter, at Baking says, I may be the listener that you are speaking to. The one that has seen very few and needs to be educated about horror movies. So thanks. The best parts about the episode were Joel forgetting about signs mm. and the fun facts about Shaun of the Dead, which I have seen. So <laughs> yeah. it's kind of fun. There are people who are like, oh, wait a minute. I don't like horror movies, but there are these good movies
2: that just so happen to be Actually, horror movies. Mark Buffington sent me a parody song of Ace of Base. I saw the sign of Joel Forgot Signs. It was How pretty great. Dare he? Yeah. <laughs> How dare he? I'm still kicking myself about that. I need to watch. I that. know. Yeah.
1: But that's not what we're talking about today, guys. Stop bashing on me. What are we talking <laughs> about today, Zach? We are talking about
0: close encounters of the bacon sale kind. Oh, mm, oh.
1: aliens! Is that the
0: title of the show? Maybe not we not are discussing Ooh. aliens both the history and in movies. It is
2: time for our kind of annual show. What do we call these? Monster of the Weeks. Bacon Cell approved Monster of the Year. Yeah, Monster of of the Year. So we've covered zombies. Yes. Vampires. Yes. Werewolves or lichens. Witches. Yes. And now... Aliens. Am aliens. I missing any? No, I think I think you covered them all. Frankenstein's. We haven't done that yet. <laughs> Many Frankenstein's. It drives me nuts when people Just do that. Right,
1: and even though though, we could do a whole episode on Frankenstein and and all the movies and and the literature and,
2: and the number of ghost shows we could do, but we are choosing to do Alien. Very specific, and it deviates a little bit from the horror theme, but still fits in this month. Does it though? Based on the movies we've seen in this category, they'd fit. Well, that honestly brings
0: up a great question. Do you think that aliens are scary? Because that, that to me, is the basis of whether or not they are horror movies.
1: Well, I've said this on the show, I think, a number of times before. But generally speaking, alien movies don't frighten me as, say, uh, monsters or ghosts or, or killers or things like that. Like when you were a kid, you never thought an alien would abduct you, right?
2: Well, I mean... I thought I'd befriend an alien after giving him Reese's Pieces. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But like we always thought like werewolves would chase us down the street or we'd see one in the woods or vampires could be a thing out there. Sparkling somewhere. Yeah, exactly. But aliens have never been this huge, at least to me big threat until recently actually this month i've been dedicating a lot of time to watching obviously alien movies mm-hmm. and playing alien isolation on ps4 which yeah. is terrifying All by right. the way is that uh alien isolation is has anything to do with the xenomorphs is that, yes it is okay. uh it is the alien franchise okay and so i've kind of come to terms that like if there is anything real that we've talked about it might be aliens and honestly they may not kill me but i will not like what they do to me <laughs> and there's not many ways to even like Kill them. Well, can, can I ask you a probing question? Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: here we uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> just get it out of the way early. Uh, no, but uh, I mean, you don't find aliens scary, but can I ask you, do you believe in extraterrestrials? You just said probably the, the could be the most realistic. Probably of the about. most
2: real. I think it's foolish. At, well, of course, at, we've talked about zombies and vampires and werewolves and well, witches. Right. It's foolish to say that we're alone in the universe. I absolutely agree with that. Do I believe in little gray men? No, I don't. But if they are out there, I'm scared. But you should no, apologize right I, now. I do think there are other humanoids like us out there in the universe. Do they come here? I'm not entirely sure either. I, I, I will agree with you, Kent, that I feel like it's foolish to think that
1: we are completely alone, both from a legis- religious standpoint and a scientific standpoint. Mm-hmm. It's foolish to think that we are alone in this giant universe. Right. But the question is, can they travel here? Do they have the ability to travel here? And why would they? And what what's their purpose? Um, and, and why do only hillbillies see them? <laughs> it's not just hillbillies. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yes. But I do feel like 98% of the stories that we hear are probably explainable or bogus. But there's that 2% where I'm just like, what? Yeah. But yeah. what happened there? And I think I think the reason that aliens uh, never really felt as scary to me was because... They felt something that couldn't happen. It was like kind of this outer worldly weird thing that, you know, that wouldn't happen to me. But then when I saw there was a movie that I saw, uh, Fire in the Sky, mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, man, that, that would be terrifying to be abducted against your will. And those horrible experiments that you see on the screen and the PTSD terrifying. that follows. Exactly. Then X-Files, I started watching that and they managed to make aliens as scary as well. And so I started to realize, I get it. I get why people are scared of aliens. But there's something about a little gray, men, little gray man that I've never really found that scary. Right. <laughs> because I'm like, yeah. Although the funny thing is, is I'm like, you know, humanoids, sure. They, mm-hmm. we, we, if you think about people on other planets that look like us, that's a possibility. But why do they look like little gray men? And then I, I, the reason I, think I bring this up is because someone said, well, if people were coming from other planets, they would look like us. They would look human. They, mm-hmm. They'd look like that. And I'd say, well, yeah, but we've shot apes into space. What's to say these little gray men aren't like apes from another
2: planet that they're sending here to experiment? Looking for our cows. No, but it's true. But like every movie you see with humanoids, they're always very enlightened. Way more cultured than we are. Right. But if it is the grays, Mm -hmm. they are devious in nature. There is an invasion. And I think that's what we're focusing on here is not just like... Us traveling to other worlds and sci-fi movies because we always do cover movies at the end of our Beck and Cell approved shows. Yeah, the monster of the years. We are going for like alien invasion, takeover, just personal elements with aliens and more horror too. We're not yes. going to get into kind of, you know, the, the Mac and me's and the ETS of the world. Not why us say Mac
1: and me first? Know exactly. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you thought about that scene?
1: I did. Yeah. Uh, because it's, it's so not scary, mm-hmm. but uh, we wanted to get more into the horror element as well. Right. But, and that's what I was going to say, Kent is it's, I, I can kind of laugh about alien movies and laugh them off and all, but I'll tell you what, if I was on a dark road and
2: saw something I couldn't explain, it would terrify me. Well, you know, that happened to me, and I brought this up a few times before when I was in Australia, just driving middle of nowhere because it's all country area where I was serving a mission. We were driving just in our white Corolla and all of a sudden out of nowhere, just this light went poof, over the car, soundless though, but a light just surrounded the car. We didn't backfire. No one threw a firework at us. This like we were in middle of nowhere. Dark no of night. Around. Exactly and we stopped the car, we looked around the car, there was no burn marks or anything and there was nothing wrong with the car either. And we just kind of went, oh, that was that was a bit strange, let's just go home. That was that was weird, like let's, let's get out of here. And we kind of just chalked it up to strange. Like we almost thought maybe, and I've joked about the parallel dimension sort of thing, like maybe mm-hmm. us in another dimension went one way and we went this way, sliding door style. Okay, but apparently, wow! You just brought up sliding. Doors right. Like when it's movie. Yes. Yeah, that's what you just brought up. What? But I was talking with Nicole De Hale, and she was mentioning that in uh, Australia, that when they see lights over cars, which we're going to mention in the show as well here in the states, but there are aliens that basically wait for, till people are alone and yeah. travel above them and take them. Yeah.
1: So well, and I've never had any sort of like direct experience in that regard, mm-hmm. but I do remember one time uh, I, I growing up. And uh, even now I live near an Air Force base and I was, we were driving up a, a highway right by the Air Force base mm-hmm. and I looked over and I saw a light in the sky. This is only, this is only a couple of years ago. So I'm a rational adult at this point. Sure. I think I was driving the kids in the, past kids couple in of years. the back, right. you know, this, the huge bus I'm driving with all the kids <laughs> in the back. But I saw this weird kind of light in the sky and then it streaked like just across the sky. And it was like, it was like way too fast, it was still for a second. And then it just streaked like, and it disappeared. And I was like, well, that was weird. And we were actually going to my parents' house. And by the time we got to my parents' house, there were a bunch of helicopters. And it was night, so I don't know if they were black helicopters. But there were a bunch of helicopters all around the base, like flying around. And I'm like, what happened? And in my mind, I was just like, you know, it was just some weapon test Mm -hmm. or something like that. Or something went wrong, some aircraft. But it just, and then afterwards, it was one of the things where I started thinking about But what
2: if? Well, think about the definition of UFO. We think of these egg-shaped objects, these silver objects that Mm -hmm. fly in the sky that are aliens, but they're just unidentified. Right. And that's it. So what you saw was unidentified to you. That's just it. Whenever someone says, do you believe in UFOs? I go, do you mean, do I believe
1: that some objects cannot be identified that are in the sky? Yes, I absolutely do. Right. But the problem is UFO has been so associated with aliens and you know flying saucers
2: that mm-hmm. it, it's become almost a joke well we're getting our conspiracy it. hats on now wow yes so Zach do you find them scary and do you think they exist and do you have any experiences or I, friends of no? Friend... I don't have
0: experiences I do recall there was a time where I was driving in Utah County and saw a really bright light over in eh, like the what, Alpine area that's what
1: happens in Utah County when you live there <laughs> and I was driving
0: <laughs> over, I, I literally went way off course just to find this light because I thought it might be an alien it was a construction site
1: uh, kind of lame I don't wait where think was that at um, there's I mean, construction the sites point,
2: everywhere. There near right the now. point of the
1: mountain, like yeah, yeah. There's, there's like this one. There's like this string of lights on the far west side of right when you go over the point of the mountain. Yeah, it, it's actually that it leads up to the site that's like blocked off by police. It's
0: yeah, good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of it cool. was that. I was like, hmm. Is this? I th- like to think. Okay, I'm a pretty logical person, and I can logic my way through it. But I'm not gonna lie. Alien stuff gives me a little bit of the heebie-jeebies because it feels so. Unexplained, mm-hmm. and I even all, by all accounts and all of these things that happen, I I always look at it and go, I, if that's real, we're not thinking of it correctly. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. missing something. We're we're using our primitives, you know, stupid monkey brains to figure out like mm, that's probably what it's like. But I
2: think it's maybe beyond our comprehension, and that's part of the aliens' plan if they mm-hmm. do exist. And we're going to treat these stories as if they are real accounts. Yes,
1: as we've expressed, we're skeptics.
2: Mm-hmm. But we're going to do our best to give a what-if scenario. we are not supposed to know aliens exist. Right. And if they do exist, they have tried to brainwash us out of thinking that. Guys, if we get abducted on the drive home, this is going to be so (laughs) good. Not good. good. I will tell you about something that did freak me out. And
0: it's from a movie, actually, that is not on this list, surprisingly. So it was 2013, and there was an ad for a movie that popped up. And it was just this static that was going... You'll know what I'm talking about here in a second. It was just this static. And then you saw the letters or, or saw the words. I know. You are not alone or we are not alone. One of those two, right? Yep. And it was this creepy thing. And then through the static, you see a face and the face pops up and it's Zod and it's Man of Steel. Ah. It's Michael Shannon. <laughs> but they, they gave the message that's in that movie... They just played as a commercial. And I like... I. Because I, I, that's an alien invasion story. I am getting like it totally goosebumps is. just thinking about but it. You
1: don't think of Superman as an alien. No, no. But then, until in that context it's, steel, People it's like, don't oh. know
0: he's there until aliens and attack. It's, it's that moment where... Same with Avengers. <laughs> it's yeah. That moment, yeah. The moment where it's like Zod sends a message to Earth. I go, I'm afraid of that. That yeah. scares me.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and that's... If we had that concept where one day our communications were taken over by something that said...
2: We're extraterrestrial beings. You're not alone. No, Stephen Hawking said we need to stop reaching out because if they find us, they will dominate us and we will follow Darwin's law. So we've talked about this a bit. I do want to talk about the types of aliens. And by the way, there are so many types, but I'm going to focus on three or four. Yes. So we've talked about the greys. And Joel, let's kind of just go back and forth. But greys are from the Zeti reticuli system. It's located about 40 light years away approximately 40.2 40. 40. <laughs> 40, exactly you take a right turn somewhere there and these are the ones most commonly described by alien abductees who've been returned back to earth like these are the little green men are actually gray and they're typically based on all these stories 1.5 meters or four to five feet yeah they're little short guys but these are the one these are the malicious ones they are trying to seek our genetic material and they're trying to cultivate us, possibly create hybrids. And hybrids is another type. Mm-hmm. So these are mixed between uh, humans and gray alien species. And these are created through DNA manipulation methods and taking uh, reproductive systems of humans to make these hybrids. And this very is a very sanitized way of saying it. Right, exactly. Yeah. This, <laughs> is, uh, this would be for the takeover. Yes. Of Earth.
1: Well, in the, um, X-Files, because that's going to be brought up inevitably a couple yes. times on the show, one of the big points they make is that they're trying to make these alien-human hybrids. Mm-hmm. That's like the purpose of their visitation here is to try to get this formula correct. But one of my favorite things about X-Files, and this kind of goes what we were talking about before, is that all these little gray men, they are merely a governmental cover-up. It's, it's uh, pilots, Air Force pilots dressed in suits yeah. to get people's attention over here. Are they always... Almost always. Okay. Because they're like getting their attention over here. So then they can do this other experimentation over here. Way more malicious. Yeah. And I was like, I love that idea of like, no, that whole thing, it's a conspiracy because there's actual other stuff going
2: on. Mm -hmm. So. And speaking of the government takeover, because we can get real conspiratorial on this show. And we may. The reptilians. I mean, we've seen series on this. I think uh, V back in the 80s -hmm. and then about 10 years ago is all about. A reptilian race that wears our skin and controls the government and media and everything. Yeah. If you want to go down the rabbit hole on this, just go to YouTube for any of this and look up celebrities are reptiles. Yes. And you're going to see Justin Bieber flashing his lizard eyes when he's in court. Yeah. All these celebrities who kind of freeze and they're either like hybrids or robots or lizards controlled by aliens or humans who are just fallible <laughs> but yes. yeah that's true right right not skeptic Not skeptic. yeah yeah, yeah exactly we gotta, we gotta be what ifs here but yeah reptilians um also kind of go into doctor who a lot of them live underground because they were forced underground so there are there's underground tunnels everywhere mm-hmm. that doesn't feature the characters of us they're a reptilian race waiting for the day to come back but a lot of these they're are controlling the world through the denver airport exactly yeah. a lot of these are already A people in power, and Mm. we'll never know it. And and we hear
1: a lot about those types of aliens. The one I find most fascinating, if I may, Kent, Hmm. is the Nordics. Okay, so funny. I love it. The Nordic in in ufology. Ufology. That's (laughs) yes, that's a thing. Yes, it's a thing. Uh, Ufology. UFOlogy. Nordic. It it sounds
0: like you're about to say something like dirty word.
1: Nordic aliens are humanoid extraterrestrials who resemble Nordic Scandinavians. (laughs) So they're about six to seven feet tall. So a tall Scandinavian Mm -hmm. with long blonde hair, blue eyes and fair skin. So if you see a tall Swedish person, they're probably an alien. Yeah. I don't
2: understand this one. That's
0: some men in black logic right there. In fact,
2: I I was looking for ways to spot aliens. And these are the easiest to spot, right? Because, well, other than seeing gray men, but you may forget you ever see them. But what, these, they, the silence. Actually, some of them have that power. There's, oh. there's these. He's aliens, a doctor doctor who. who. Yeah, there are these aliens called the Tall Whites that love to gamble. They're in Vegas, and they are <laughs> like they're not like the Nordics. But they, if you meet them, you will forget about them immediately. Are they the
1: ones that are making all the clones
2: on Genosha? Yes, that too. <laughs> We're going so many different levels here. But if you're looking for a Nordic alien, they can be distinguished by their concern for the planet. Camino. Can, if I don't correct myself, it's Camino. Okay. So it Concern yeah. for the human race's development and serving as guides to assist humans in soul growth. So if there are life coaches that care about the environment and mm-hmm. have blonde hair and blue eyes, they're an alien.
1: Which makes perfect sense. <laughs> Doesn't it? Let's just accuse Basically everyone.
2: Every bond
1: henchman is <laughs> is an alien because they're tall and blonde. And,
2: exactly. Yeah. So I don't trust blondes anymore. Yeah, I, I don't think you should. But I think it's funny because every ladies, I would say, <laughs> I would say a lot. Most of the alien types are peaceful, but the ones we focus on, the greys and reptilians, are in charge of a lot, a lot of the malicious stuff. Yeah, and the, but there are also different types of encounters that mm-hmm.
1: you can get. So Jay Allen uh he's a UFO, uh, UFO researcher or a ufologist perfect uh he created he's, he's the one who created the different types of close encounters namely three kinds so you have close encounters of the first kind that's a visual sighting something less than 500 feet away uh, that you can't explain yeah that's a first kind so i believe i've had a close encounter of the first kind with that light i saw mm-hmm. i don't know if it was 500 feet away but it was close enough that it was weird then you have the second kind this is where a physical effect is alleged. This can be your electronic device frizzing out, or animals freaking out, or uh, paralysis, in, like you could freeze up, or you get some sort of smell. Say it, say it. And then you have Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah! Boom, 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 boom. Uh, so this is one very famously, a movie made by Steven Spielberg, but this is when a, an animated entity is present. Humanoids, robots, uh, any, any type of thing that interacts with you, that is a third kind. Mm-hmm. Now there are unofficial, That that's like the official ones, but people since then have created a fourth kind, which includes abduction, a fifth kind, which includes communication, close encounters of the sixth kind, which is death, someone someone dies or like an animal dies, and then there's seventh, which is hybrid creation. So those aren't official, but in case you're wondering what kind of encounter you've had, you
2: now have a handy scale to go by. Wow. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to want to one up each other. <laughs> Oh, you had a fifth kind? I had a sixth (laughs) kind. Like I tried to, I think I had a second kind. No big (laughs) deal. So we're going to get to the first three, four-ish kinds. Yes. But before that, like, we're going to... Joel, would you say most of these happen in English-speaking countries? Yes, in fact, statistics show that uh, English-speaking countries, especially
1: the United States, have the most common stories of abductions and
2: sightings. Why is that? I wonder if it's just we need something from our culture to be ours. I think predominantly in the Midwest. Mm, so I actually have the top 5 states with the most UFO sightings and the and this is by the way just 2019 to 2020. This isn't for the past 60 70 years that these have been predominant here in the states. Mm-hmm. This is just the past year. And there have been hundreds in each of these states. These are UFO what? sightings. And so the top 5 states are so 5 to 1 is New Mexico. Is number five. Number five. Maine, number four. Number three is New Hampshire. Number two is Montana. So, kind of out in the middle wow. of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Number one, Idaho. Really? Yeah. Come on, it's still the middle of nowhere. It is. Utah, ranked 16th. We had 137 sightings in the past year alone. Wow. A Reported f- sightings. Unidentified flying Unidentified objects. flying objects. That's bizarre to me because like, that is not the Midwest. No. And actually... The South is not a great place to be if you want to see a UFO, surprisingly. So, the states with the fewest UFO sightings is number five, Illinois, number four, Maryland, three, New York, two, Louisiana, number one, Texas. And they're ready for them in Texas. Yeah. But yeah, surprisingly, Texas, Louisiana. They know about firearms. That's probably. Well, they do. They're going to take over.
1: No, they had New York on there. It's like, yeah, they're like, yeah. Well, of course, New York, they're all living among them. I've seen men in black. (laughs) So the thing about it though, so we we did mention this before, just Mm -hmm. bringing it back a bit. So UFO means unidentified flying object, meaning any aerial phenomena that cannot immediately be identified or explained. Right. So previous to when they defined the term UFO, it was like the late 40s and and, uh, through the 50s, they had these sci-fi movies, but they called them flying saucers or flying discs. In fact, the phrase flying saucer was in the summer of began kind of in the summer of 1947 when an, a civilian pilot named Kenneth Arnold reported seeing nine objects flying in formation near Mount Rainier and he said they were flying in a saucer-like fashion mm-hmm. which the newspaper put in there and so flying saucers became a thing. The US Air Force then said, "Well, we're going to call it UFO or UFOB" in 1953 and that became the official word for it. In fact, they even pronounced it UFO before oh, okay <laughs> that's what ufo instead of saying spelling out they just said UFO. it's like the people that say at at
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is at at. yeah
1: it's literally at, at. Mm-hmm. but then even now like ufos become kind of a, a hokey term yeah so now they prefer that you say unidentified aerial phenomenon
2: or uap
1: which doesn't sound as it. cool as ufo
2: yep i hate it yeah So I do want to pull it way back from the states and English-speaking countries, and I want to go through the history a little bit. Let's do this, shall we? Because we talk about UFOs as if they're kind of a recent thing in the past seven decades, but it happened throughout history. And I'm not going to go straight ancient aliens here because we could talk about the pyramids and, you know, aliens. (laughs) And and go (laughs) as big as that show goes. But it was aliens. Aliens. So we have some glimpses into the past, and I'm going to start with uh, 218 BC. There's a Roman historian by the name of Titus Livis, and he just recorded a number of journals for what was happening every night. And in one winter, he recorded that phantom ships had been gleaming in the sky. So that was 218 BC. It's a long time ago. Long time ago. So jump many years to 74 BC, there were two armies about to fight. And right above the battlefield, it said they said the sky burst asunder and a huge flame-like body was seen falling between the two armies. And its shape was like a wine jar, they said. And it was molten silver. And a wine jar isn't just a bottle. It's a little bit more broad. It was molten silver and both armies reported it. So this is many people yeah. reporting this, which I thought was pretty cool. So happening back in ancient Roman times. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm
1: not going to be the one that's going to try to explain all the away. Right. way. But like they have reports even as like 240 BC of Chinese astronomers, 467 BC, I think is what they said, talking about Halley's Comet and Mm -hmm. how there's this unusual thing in the sky. And so anytime these things happen, unusual things in the sky back then, I'm like, is it an actual, you know, ship or is it just a meteor they didn't know how to explain? Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in space.
2: Okay, so I have one. It's uh, from a painting from the 12th century, but it's based on the year 776. And this is a painting. It tells about the siege of Sigiburg Castle in France. Probably not the French pronunciation of that. It's pronounced France. France. And the <laughs> Saxons had surrounded the French were about to take over the castle. And then apparently they saw flaming shields hovered over this church that they were attacking. And they thought, oh, look, what does the French have on their side? What, what is this? What is this witchcraft? And so the painting depicts this from 500 years previous. And has been very well documented throughout history. There's lots of Christian art that, like, it shows... Like the Madonna with Saint Giovanni is a painting for the 15th century and it has Mary, the mother of Jesus, looking down and above them you see a UFO and there's a man on a ledge like blocking the the light from the UFO shining down. And granted, that could be a depiction of the sun or gods in this Christian imagery, mm-hmm. but there's so many like different UFOs in with like lights on the side as well. Even back then. And that's the thing is, it's weird
1: how some of the... Versions of UFOs mm-hmm. now are still the same back then. For example, in 1561 in Nuremberg, Germany, people there described the appearance of a large black triangular object, which is pretty common for, for UFOs. Like triangle, triangles are a pretty common shape. Mm-hmm. And they said there were hundreds of spheres, cylinders, and other odd-shaped objects that moved erratically overhead. So there's just like lots of stuff going up in the sky. This is multiple residents. Of a town in Germany, also in Switzerland. Five years later, in 1566, there was a celestial phenomena. They said it fought together in in red and black balls in the sky, fighting. It just it's a weird thing to kind of think about what it could have possibly been that they
2: mm-hmm. were able to see color well, and interaction. They had no idea what actual technology was at that time. Yeah, that's but crazy. It's bizarre to think about also another painting one is from 1803 this is from hitachi japan and so there's a book and a painting that corresponds they talk about a foreign ship and crew right on the coast of hitachi japan and the ship was made of metal and glass with strange writings on it so like this is all around the world it is yeah well and even here in the us in 1897
1: people started reporting seeing airships in various parts of the united states people talk, said they even talked to the pilot in fact it was so prevalent of these airships, people mm-hmm. actually were accusing Thomas Edison of being the oh. one who was building all these, and he had to sign. I think he signed an affidavit, or no? He, he had to come out with a statement saying that he was not behind any of these airships and didn't like really believe in them. But, so he didn't steal it from Tesla yet. Is that not what we're yet. saying? Okay, no, yeah, it was later, uh, February twenty eighth, nineteen oh four, in San Francisco. Crew members on the USS Supply saw three bright red meteors: one egg shaped, and the other two round that approached beneath the cloud layer, then soared above the clouds, departing after two to three minutes. Hmm. Which, it's just weird to think about. Like, right. Like, every time I hear these descriptions, my mind just starts picturing how it can work, and just seeing the objects in colors, it makes it very vivid to kind of
2: picture it. Well, it's funny is people tell these stories, like you hear people tell ghost stories, and I generally don't believe what I don't experience, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. You, you saw that. If I were there to see it as well, I could believe it a little bit more, but... Some of these people were pretty credible, at least. Mm-hmm. But who
1: knows? Well, and that's they, they said most of the people that report these sightings aren't aren't like the crazy ones. They're mm-hmm. normal, same people who feel embarrassed coming forward with it. Oh, I would do want to mention like one thing that I found interesting is that during World War II, they had a name for these metallic spheres and balls of lights and other objects, unidentified objects that would fo- that would follow aircraft. Mm-hmm. They called them "foo fighters." What? <laughs> Wait a minute! Instead of air, you know, like the fighter planes and things. Yeah. Like that. these were foo fighters. I always thought that I foo fighters that. were things fighting foo, but no, it's the foo fighters. And then, of course, uh, you get to Roswell. Are we going to stay in this century
2: now? Yes, I, I think for the most part, let's stay in the in the in twentieth century, mm-hmm. and, and we're going to talk about UFO sightings, cl- some close encounters, and abductions as well. So Roswell, the big one. So Roswell is kind of the kickoff right. for a lot of alien enthusiasts. Yes, yeah, nineteen forty-seven, Roswell, New Mexico, of course.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what happened is there was an unidentified object in
2: the sky that crashed. But they don't even know if it was in the sky because it was just a rancher that found these pieces. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Well, what is this? There was metallic rods, chunks of plastic and papery scraps, and he just couldn't describe it. And so this rancher, he reported it. And soldiers from the Roswell Army Air Force Base came to retrieve the materials and basically shoot everyone away. So... It was like the cleanup was really mysterious, and so everyone started to ask more questions. Right. And I think sometimes
1: it feels like the more they try to protect information, mm-hmm. the, more peop- the more crazy stuff people make up. Yeah. Because in 1990, the U.S. military published two reports disclosing that the true nature of the crashed object was a nuclear test su- surveillance balloon. It was balloons they would send up with microphones on them and see if they could uh, detect there was some sort of like uh, nuclear testing noise that they could hear. Right. And so they sent those up as kind of a test and then it crashed. And of course, they don't want the Russians to find out about it, so they clean it up. But then everyone starts thinking... Aliens.
2: Like, if you ever hear the term weather balloon, it's such a red herring that you don't believe whatever it said yes. before or after. You're like, yeah. oh, weather balloon. Uh-huh. Swamp gas. Venus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In yeah. fact, there was a, a video release in 1995, I'm sure Joel, you've seen. It was an alien autopsy Yeah. Yes. and it was uh, purported to take place after the Roswell incident. The guy who made the movie, he actually admitted 10 years ago that it was a stage film, but it was based on actual footage of an autopsy right that after Roswell. he didn't have. Yeah, that he didn't have. But he saw. It's like a dramatized version of what had actually happened. Right. Yeah, so I mean, Roswell is the big deal. This is a tourist trap. That kicked off kind of the whole... The you know, excitement. Yeah, alien sightings and abductions really spiked after this. And maybe excitement isn't the best word to say, considering what it happened to you, some of these people. It is if you've seen the TV series, Roswell. Mm, <laughs> I try not to. My wife liked
1: it. But this is also kind of what gave birth to mystery surrounding Area 51, which is a mili- military base that is closed off. And they I don't know if they still do, but they did do experimental craft aircraft there. And it just became kind of this hub down there in southwestern United States of, quote unquote, alien activity, whether it actually was an alien activity or it was just the military doing some crazy things. Who knows?
2: Well, it was just last year where 1.5 million people said they were going to storm Area 51, and look what happened. The 20 people showed up, no, <laughs> and nothing but happened. Look what happened now. Oh it, no! Everything bad that
1: happened Stop after it. the invasion of Area 51, guys. <laughs> 2020 oh, happened no. because of that. Yes, the raid did it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Facebookers. Yeah, those Burning Man people. <laughs> I blame them. Well, in a lot of times, they'll deny things. Uh, the military will that mm-hmm. that. Because maybe there really isn't anything up there. But actually, back in 1948, the Mantell UFO incident, there was a a 25-year-old captain, uh, Thomas F. Mantell, in the Air National Guard. He was actually sent in pursuit of an unidentified flying object in his P-51 Mustang fighter. And he actually reported, allegedly reported, that he saw an object that, quote, looks metallic and of tremendous size. And he ended up crashing and dying oh. after reporting this. So mechanical failure or anything? Do they explain it? They don't really explain it. and But just it was one of those things where like, was it just an? it could have been an enemy from a foreign country. Right. It could have been aliens. It's just kind of one of those ones where I'm like, wow, someone actually died pursuing a UFO. That's
2: crazy. weird. Okay. So in speaking of our military pursuing aliens or possible UFOs, let's jump all the way to 2004. So the crew of the USS Nimitz were uh, about 100 miles off the coast of San Diego mm-hmm. and their strike group they had been tracking objects and this is where they thought that they might be drones. It's one of your favorite bands, right? And so <laughs> these... <laughs> they, they these might be drones. <laughs> these objects appeared at 80,000 feet in the air and all of a sudden, poof, dropped to sea level. Almost immediately. 80,000 feet down to right above the water. I could do that. I just run out of gas. <laughs> that, you just <laughs> fall. And they said, and they were tracking these things, and you can actually watch this video and hear their commentary on it. They're like, is that a drone? Like, what the heck is that? They're actually pretty casual about it. And they're like, what the? Oh, oh good. You got it with the tracker. And yeah. it's it's really strange to hear. And they say it moved three times the speed of sound and twice the speed of their own fighter jets. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. And there is video of this. There's video. It's and then gimbal. And you're going to see this video... That corresponds so in 2015 there was a craft similar to the one from San Diego and it was a fast-moving oval about 45 feet long without wings or exhaust and it was 25,000 feet above the Atlantic and it flew away and I think you guys have probably all seen this this is the one that was decommissioned by the government yeah it flew away it rotated on its axis and the government in 2017 so two years after this happened confirmed they said yep This is an unidentified aerial phenomena. Mm -hmm. Like, we aren't really sure what this is how it happened.
1: I I will, uh, by the way, this is just the parent in me. I will caution you. Oh, there's uh, some language. There's some language. These are military men. They're surprised. They're going to say some words.
2: So just be aware. And it's from far away. Like, you're kind of like, this looks doctored. But even the military is like, no, that's real.
1: Isn't it weird, though, that the more cruddy the footage looks, the more believable it is? Yeah. Like, I, I hate it, actually, when I see these videos of like ghosts or alien sightings when it's like they move the camera and get the perfect framing of the mm-hmm. perfect shot of this creature right and I'm like I don't buy it but if they make it a little blurry all of a sudden I'm like well Wait. maybe what well, that? <laughs> maybe but my imagination I love mm-hmm. it so that was you know 2004-2014 there's also another one in uh, 2015 they have another video of that one as well these are the three mm-hmm. videos that the government decommissioned what I want to talk about too is the 2006 O'Hare International Airport UFO, UFO oh, sighting about a dozen United Airlines employees witnessed uh, a ufo sighting just outside the O'Hara national airport and they stopped kind of working and watched it for a bit so it's
2: 2006. and it's not just one or two people that are drinking too much moonshine but it is united airlines <laughs> so yeah a bad reputation <laughs> not a sponsor not the funny thing
1: is too though is that a gallup poll said that 71 percent of the united states population believed the u.s government was covering up information regarding ufos Then later on, they started releasing these videos and confirmed, in fact, in 2020, the USA Navy admitted that the UFO phenomenon is real, meaning
2: unidentified flying objects are something they've documented. What better year to release that information when we're like, anything could happen. Aliens would not surprise us. No. In fact, (laughs) some might be welcome, right? We're
1: we're prepared. Yeah. (laughs) We are ready for this. (laughs) And we are bored. Bring it on. But are we prepared, though? No. Because I'll tell you what. Oh, I am.
2: Sightings are one thing. Abductions are another. But then I wouldn't be here. So we're okay. We'd miss you. Oh. Our world has been destroyed by a pandemic from our own planet. Unless you <laughs> 51 a, unleashed it. That is well. <laughs> Naruto Im- runs. Imagine a <laughs> biological threat from another planet. Yes. Like we are not prepared. Meh, or are they not prepared for our germs? Well, as we've seen in a few movies. Yeah. So it's funny. It's interesting
1: because folklorist Thomas E. Bullard stated that there is an abduction narrative. That almost all abduction stories contain these certain elements. First of all, the capture. Mm-hmm. They are captured in one form or another. Maybe they're pursued. Examination and procedures. They have invasive psychological and physiological procedures happen to them. Then there's a conference where they're going to be able to communicate with the aliens, either verbally or telepathically. Mm-hmm. Then the tour. Then the aliens give people so a weird, tour. so weird, right, when the they do
2: the tour, because it's usually after invasive procedures. Well, procedure. I would
1: want a, a tour, you know, after that. <laughs> well, while like, I'm well, here.
2: Yeah, well, let's show you around a bit. Can you walk okay?
1: Loss of time. Mm -hmm. That's something that's very common where people will lose hours and hours. And it's like going under with anesthesia. Yes. Where like you're just awake and you're like, wow, all that time passed. That's what they feel like. Then they get returned. Usually it's like at a different location. Like it's kind of this funny thing that happens there. It's like, oh, they returned them to the wrong house or in a field in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. or with their clothes on backwards. There's always kind of weird return. Right. And then also there's, they call it Theophany, which is after their return, they may have a profound sense of love or a high, similar to a drug high or really? a love for what has happened, kind of like a Stockholm syndrome for what has happened. So even though
2: they were just kidnapped and something was done to them... Well, they got the tour. <laughs> okay. That was worth it? <laughs> I guess so. Uh, so yeah, the abductions, they usually
1: always follow that kind of, of narrative. That's, that's the mm-hmm. basic elements that they find in all these. So either that's how it happens and all these stories are kind of corroborating one another Mm -hmm. or people hear one and they go that's the narrative i need to stick to
2: and that's what i want to lead to psychologists have studied the actual psychology of alien abductees or what would make someone susceptible to being abducted so Mm -hmm. number one is regularly experiencing sleep paralysis or hallucinations when dreaming i've talked about shadow people on this show Mm -hmm. a lot of people believe that these shadow people that paralyze you when you sleep are actually aliens just watching us there are examples of those in pop culture the second one is a tendency to recall false memories so when people are under hypnosis or whatnot they can be like yeah this happened to me or you know they truly believe it yeah the third example of this psychology is high levels of absorption so like fantasy and suggestion proneness four is new age beliefs so they don't really believe in the typical medical stuff they're like oh cool it's all pretty spacey and i could believe that and the fifth one is familiarity with cultural narrative of alien abduction so exactly what you said They kind of know how the process goes. And these people are more likely to report a big abduction for their own. Mm.
1: But what, here's the thing. If I were to be abducted by aliens, I think I would be very hesitant to report it.
2: A lot of people don't. Because I'd be like, I don't want to be perceived as a crazy person. Or victims. Yeah yeah but you're right I would kind of doubt you in many ways if you came to the table and you're like let me tell you my personal story of my abduction because I'm about personal stuff here yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't really know what to think but here's the here's a funny little fact for you so one
1: study one of the earliest studies about abductions found about 1700 claimants or abductees people that said they've been abducted by aliens but other surveys suggested that five to six percent of the general population may have been abducted what five to six percent of the of the population and they're just not talking about it that's a huge number i know that's insane but that's just it it's like could that many people be abducted and just don't want to talk about it or maybe their memory was wiped who at this table has been abducted i'm not going to raise my hand (laughs) i was sworn to secrecy (laughs) the the term alien abduction even it it wasn't even really used until about the 1960s but there are accounts pre-1960 of abductions such as In 1896, in California, Colonel H.G. Shaw claimed he and a friend were harassed by, quote, three tall, slender humanoids whose bodies were covered with a fine, downy hair. These furry, tall, probably Nordic creatures were trying to kidnap them, which is weird to think about. Weird. And then you get to go to one of the first cases, one of the first documented cases. wasn't really widespread at the time. Years later, it became more well-known. It's a Brazilian man, Antonio Villas-Boas. In 1957. 1957. He said he was out plowing his fields when, and I'm not going to get into all the details. If you want to know all the details and they get weird, you can read about Yeah, this is going to get a little weird, but we're going to clean it up. So Antonio's out there in the field and he's plowing. And then he sees a red star in the night sky that approached him. And got
2: bigger and bigger. So he tried to make a run for it, basically. He got in his tractor. The tractor ran out of power. Which, if you're going to make a getaway... I know, a tractor. Don't do it on a tractor. So he said he just hoofed it. Like, he's like, I got out of there. Hold on, you guys don't have a getaway tractor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get one now. Yeah. Getaway tractors? Yeah. yeah. What kind of music? Uh, it actually, we played bluegrass. Oh, <laughs> well, <it> actually makes <laughs> sense. So he, he tried to run away, and he was seized by a five-foot-tall humanoid wearing gray coveralls <laughs> and a helmet. <laughs> I love that detail. He says its eyes were small and blue. Its speech was like Barks or Yelps And then there were Three similar beings That joined that alien And they subdued Boas And they dragged him back Inside their craft So these five foot tall Helmet wearing Like basically daft With punk coveralls <laughs> <laughs> Speaking yeah.
1: And they, they thought it was Barks and Yelps But it was just their music Around the world, around the world. I'm glad it wasn't world. lucky. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> well. So then he gets taken on the ship. He says he was stripped of his clothes and covered in a strange gel. Mm-hmm. Then they, they poked his chin, took blood samples from his chin, and then locked him in a room all by himself. The room was then filled with this noxious gas that made him violently
2: ill. He was then joined by another humanoid. Uh, she was female. Very attractive, he said. Uh, but also very similar to the Grace, which I was kind of confused by. Yeah, she
1: had like I think he said cat-like
2: eyes. Yeah, he said she had hair at her head and it was long and white. But yeah. he was attracted to her. But also he was under this like strange noxious gas that they gave him.
1: So we won't go into details sure. here. But essentially, uh, after they spent some time together, she then rubbed her belly
2: and pointed at the sky, implying that she was going to raise their child in space. So as you said, time passes, and he says they dropped him off. Four hours had passed. And he kind of just left it there. He, in, in fact, he's not this crazy guy. He became a lawyer. He got married. He had four children. But he always stuck to the story of his abduction his entire life. Well,
1: not only that, but he suffered from nausea and weakness mm-hmm. and random bruises. Upset
2: stomach. Diarrhea.
1: <laughs> yeah. Side effects. Um, but then they actually he got examined and they found out that he had been exposed to large doses of radiation and had mild radiation sickness. Yeah. And he was just a farmer. <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's like was he abducted and you're like was he abducted
2: yeah actually that same year there's this guy named jesse long much shorter story but very similar he had been abducted many times since he was a boy actually first time was when he was five and he says that his abductors implanted something in his shin and he kept it there forever he finally got it out in 1991 and they said it was just there's a piece of glass in your shin that had been there since he was a kid he's like That's not glass. That's like space glass. But he said... Space glass! (laughs) He he said he was up there and he had children. And he said there were nine children that all watched him as he was laying on the table of the room. And he knew that they were his. And they all walked by him and said, thank you. We'll be okay. So nine hybrid children. That's creepy. Uh, But one of the... Probably the first... The big one. The
1: widespread, biggest first... That's a weird way to say it. Abduction was Betty and Barney Hill in 1961. Yeah, this one's kind of creepy, actually. And this was over in New Hampshire. So they were coming back from a vacation at uh, Niagara Falls, was mm-hmm. it? And I don't know how much detail to give you. You could read their entire
2: story. but right. Well, just to summarize, like, they're driving together. Betty's like, oh, hey, look at that in the sky. And she said, it looked like a falling star, but it moved upward. They stopped the car to get out. And they're like, oh, let's let's take a look. And she's like, I actually want to see a UFO because my sister saw one like the year before. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden the star came right down towards them. So like, let's get back in the car. But then it just kept going like over the highway and they followed the path. And then it stopped right over them. And Barney, the husband said, it reminded me of a huge pancake. I like that detail yeah. actually.
1: So then uh, they're sitting there and they get out of the car and they're just staring at this thing. And they see all these, these uh, beings looking out them through the window. Oh, Barney has a gun, by the way. He does, in his pocket. Mm-hmm. But then he gets kind of this telepathic communication that says, stay where you are and keep looking. Mm-hmm. So then they see this bunch of humanoid forms wearing glossy black uniforms and black caps come out. And then they start to get near them. And then I believe they drive off. They, they get in the car, freak out, drive off. Yeah. And all of a sudden they start to hear this buzzing and this beeping noises and their car, like every time the, the noises hit, their car would vibrate. Vibrate, yeah. And then all of a sudden their car just died and it just stopped working and their watches stopped working, that type of thing. So then the ship comes back and next thing I know, they are 35 miles from where they had started with no recollection of how they got there.
2: And their four hour trip home had turned into seven hours. So three hours were lost here. They get home and they're like, what happened? How did we drive that 35 miles? Why Why did it take us so long? And they were kind of looking around and things were different. Like his shoes were all scraped up. Her dress was a bit ruined, had pink powder on it as well. Yeah, they
1: had uh, these little uh, concentric circles on the car's trunk. And when you put mm-hmm. a compass near it, the compass would go a
2: little scawampus. So then they're like, that was strange maybe we should tell a few friends then betty started having these dreams five nights straight but she said in these dreams these humanoid figures would appear
1: and they had nearly looked nearly human mm-hmm. with black hair dark eyes prominent noses and bluish lips and their skin was a kind of a grayish color and there was like one point when like one of them stabbed a needle in her navel and it caused her agonizing pain and then he waved his hand in front of her eyes and the pain completely vanished just kind of
2: bizarre yeah. dreams. And they they separated the two. And she calls this one the examiner that is watching her and doing this weird stuff. Like he even cut off some skin for experimentation. She said, where are you from? And she said he pulled down a map and showed a star system. And so Barney wasn't really too into telling the story. It seemed like Betty no. was having dreams. He wanted to deny it. But then he was hypnotized. Apparently he was hypnotized because he became afraid of everything. Yeah. Like it was really affecting him with PTSD and when he was hypnotized he said that their eyes were pushed into my eyes so even when he tried to close his eyes when they were testing on him mm-hmm. he just saw their the black eyes of the grays just forcing themselves into his eyes It's super that's creepy super creepy and his tests were a bit more invasive we'll just say that yes we'll say that yes <laughs> thank um, you for doing that yep. so yeah. they ended up
1: getting uh, hypnotized and doing therapy that way uh, by a man named Benjamin Simon and he, separate, he hypnotized them and, and questioned them separately. And they did, their stories were consistent with one another as to what happened. Mm-hmm. But they did differ pretty big from what Betty's dreams were. Yeah. So Betty's dreams seemed to be kind of a spin off of what, was, what happened that evening. Uh, by the way, there was a made for television movie made in 1975 starring James Earl Jones. Oh, okay. We need Barney. to see this. Yeah. yeah. And so they, they did, it's called the UFO Incident, maybe, or something like that. But this, that was kind of the big first one. Mm-hmm. And then there were a couple other that we just want to jump through real quick. So in 1973, the Pasigula abduction, I don't know how to say it, mm-hmm. uh, Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker were out fishing, and then they were uh, conscious but paralyzed, while three creatures with robotic slit mouths and crab-like pincers took them aboard the object and subjected them to examinations.
2: Yeah, and once again, they said they were examined on the table by something that looked like a big eye. Ooh. Yeah, just super creepy. It kind of reminds me of Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, a little oh, bit. Yeah. The big so, eye P. just kind of watching. voice. Yeah, P. Yep. Ah! that's actually kind of terrifying. Of course, and then in 1975, you get
1: uh, Travis Walton, another big one. We already kind of talked about this, the Fire in the Sky story. He's uh, down in Snowflake, Arizona. Him and his buddies were out doing some logging work, and mm-hmm. on the way home, they saw a light. Travis went out to investigate and disappeared. So five days they went to look for him, and then they well, they, they basically gave up looking for him. They thought he was dead in the woods somewhere they finally found him after and he claimed he'd been abducted by aliens and taken aboard their ship and all sorts of experiments happened to him now
2: they all ended up taking a polygraph test yeah because no one really believed him. no they're like if they're acting they're really good at acting yes. but i still think it's a story but they took all put all
1: five took a polygraph well all of them took a polygraph test and all of them passed except for one which was inconclusive well that it was after that when walton reappeared So after they were... Yes, that was like after it came back... Because they were all suspects. Exactly. They all thought they had killed him. Mm -hmm. And that was the story for a long time. But then he came back and said, no, I was abducted by aliens. Well, and he
2: was like, I've been gone a few hours. Yeah. Time loss. Right. Exactly. And he actually said, and you can watch the movie and it's actually for such bad effects, like it's really effective. Yeah. PG-13 creepiness. So he says he was interrogated by three creatures with bald heads and huge eyes. And he apparently encountered many different creatures on the craft who all experimented on him. So yay so this one i found interesting because once again the australian tie but this is a pilot named frederick Valentik. so it's probably friedrich Valentik, and it's 1978 and he was on a training flight and this is in melbourne and he reported as he was flying this one path he said there's a craft following me at about 4500 feet and the air traffic controller said there's there's no traffic near you there's nothing there and he says no it's it's huge and oh my gosh, it just went above me at about 1,000 feet above me. And it's moving at high speed. And then actually, they, they were trying to get communication with him. And
1: then he finally reported it's not an aircraft, following which they heard a metallic scraping sounds and they lost all contact and his, he disappeared.
2: Isn't that horrible? That's terrible. So the Melbourne Flight Service assumed that uh, Frederick had crashed. But the sea and air search of the area, there was, there was no crash at all. And so they looked into the disappearance. They couldn't find anything and they said you know it was fatal so let's just close the case and then in 2013 a farmer actually said oh way back then yeah i saw a 30 meter craft flying above my ranch with an aircraft stuck to the side leaking oil Whoa. so from like three four decades before he said yeah i saw something pretty weird and there was an aircraft just like the one described that's i think that's stuff. so horrifying it's creepy stuff
1: in 1979 in uh scotland i want to say a man named Robert, the, it's called the Robert Taylor incident. And he was returning, he, he, he appeared home one day and just he was like in tattered clothes and he was great, he like had scrapes all over him and he claimed he'd be encountered a flying dome which tried to pull him aboard. He says he was out and a foul, od- he started smelling a foul odor like burning brakes and that these uh, spheres similar to sea mines had tried to seize him and drag him onto a ship, a larger ship. Hmm. And then when him and his wife and some other authorities went out to look at it they found ladder-shaped marks in the ground what where he said he saw the large sphere
2: spherical object so kind of just weird it's a little bit of credence to the story a little bit yeah yeah okay so let's jump to 1987. so this is christina her name is christina telton she shares a story she says two small aliens dragged her and they're about four feet tall back to the craft and rendered her unconscious she later testified she woke up on a stretcher and was transported to the Dolce base. And I thought this was interesting because this is kind of bigger lore among alien believers. The Dolce base is in New Mexico. Mm -hmm. Now everyone talks about Roswell being this, this big hub, but actually another tourist site and far more creepy is the Dolce base. And it's basically this mountain that oversees the town of Mm Dolce. And they say this Mesa plateau, it goes down two and a half miles. And it's all levels dedicated to alien experiments that the government wow. and the aliens are working together. So she testified that she woke up there and they were taking her down levels and she kept seeing like tanks. In these tanks were these hybrids, just young alien humans. And she also saw flying saucers of all sizes being constructed in some of the levels. Uh, she did have some eggs stolen from her. And later on, and she gives the story, it's pretty harrowing. And later on, another abductee recognized Christina from being on the mothership when she was taken there. Whoa. She's like, I've seen you before. So this facility, the Stolce base, it's not very secret. And yeah, people actually go and you can get t-shirts. Like it's all kind of kitsch yeah. at this point. A but, lot of it is. But the lore is so still pretty point creepy. To And they say this base is dedicated to genetic and mind control experiments. And then one of the final ones, because actually UFO abduction cases have
1: been in decline over the last few years. They kind of like revved up in the 60s and Mm -hmm. 70s and even 80s. And then they started kind of declining. So like one of the last ones was actually in China. Uh, A man named Meng Zhao Go. He said it took place in the Red Flag Forest in Heilongjiang. I can't even say it. Uh, just look up Meng Go. You're not going to be able to say that. I can't say that either. Just look that up. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> um, but he said that he was abducted, forced into a relationship with another being. Mm-hmm. And then he was shown Mars. He was abducted from his house and shown Mars, which they claimed was their homeworld. And that's like one of the last big reported abduction stories it was in 1994. Kind of weird.
2: Yeah. So. And it's it's interesting because now everyone has cameras on their phones cameras the internet right and you think yeah. these would be more prevalent Whoa, that's weird to think that like the internet kind of came into being around in the mid-90s 95. yeah yeah, yeah. And, and so you think we'd see a little bit more proof but granted the government has even said yes there's proof it's just you think your neighbor would have proof of aliens i'm just saying guys what if
1: all these abductions were they were testing out internet connections oh no 5G? They got, figured out, they're like we're done 5g algar <laughs> So there you go. Like, it's kind of, you know, there's so much about aliens that we could talk about. We tried Mm -hmm. to boil it down to just kind of real quick stuff.
2: Uh, If you want to look up crop circles or catamulations, that's on you. Uh, uh, (laughs) There's so much research to be done. This is what YouTube is for. It is. And you're going to get lost in it and you're going to become a weirder person. But at the same time, what if the conspiracy is true?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: But now we're going to get into the fun part of the Bacon Cell part. Yeah. Uh, we've gone through the history and
1: taught you a little bit. Now we're going to talk about the more fictionalized version. We're going to change gears and move into
0: movies. Now you have, we have a list of 30 movies. Yes. Woo. 30 movies that you're going to go through with a little bit more detail and well, a lot of honorable mentions as well.
2: Yes. And so what we do here, this is just Bacon sell approval. Yes. This we're... isn't tiering. This is just yes, no. And if we both agree, great. If, so we, if... if we don't agree on one. No. We tried to stay with
1: scary, invasion-type movies. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to do like the fluffy ones, uh, like E.T. or like the nice ones, like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. There, there are those alien movies as well, but since it is October, we wanted to focus more on the scary part. Exactly. Yes. So, here we go. And the list
2: will be presented in alphabetical order, starting with Alien and Aliens put together. So from the first movie, after a space merchant vessel receives an unknown transmission as a dis- distress call, one of the crew is attacked by a mysterious life form, and they soon realize that its life cycle has merely begun. So this is the popular Alien franchise, uh, which of which there are only two movies. <laughs> uh, Sigourney Weaver, fantastic in yeah, this role. She's really and cool. the first one, slow, but a horror film. Second one, totally cool. a great action movie. Yeah? yeah,
1: like the first one is a total, like a group of people being stalked by a merciless killer
2: and getting killed off one by one type of movie yeah and we haven't really described like a xenomorph of this type but this is an absolutely deadly weapon Mm -hmm. and it's stalking you and it can find you really easily with with acid blood and like oh it's it's, it's quick it's creepy face huggers terrifying and granted event. this one does not play, take place on earth it's on a ship but it's so isolated it, and it's so old it feels very earth-like yeah and it felt kind of wrong to talk about an alien show and of not course. talk about the
1: movie alien uh, both are totally a- approved by me totally approved by me as well i think you should watch these movies because they are horrifying mm-hmm. and fun yes next up from 2018 a quiet place in a post-apocalyptic world a family is forced
2: to live in silence while hiding from monsters with ultra sensitive hearing Starring John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Do you guys like the alien designs in this one? No. You don't like it? Does it ruin some of the fear?
0: No, but I, they're just like, oh, that's. I would have rather not seen it,
2: but they're, I like it. they're mediocre. I like them. Yeah, I think this, when they're skulking around the house, they're scary, but when it shows them and all the scenes, shows their form, face and stuff, I'm like, oh, it's the thing from Stranger Things. I lose a little bit, but the swiftness is terrifying. Well, yeah. that's
1: the that thing is, I like the body structure of them because mm-hmm. it's just so unusual to what you're used to. It, it, feel, it felt alien to me. Right. And I've talked about this movie at length on Bacon Cell already. I think it's a fabulous film. I think it's a terrifying film,
2: and so definitely approved from me. Approved. That's great. Also from 2018, we have Annihilation. A biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition into a mysterious zone where the laws of nature don't apply, starring Natalie Portman and this, Jennifer Jason Lee. This is a trippy, trippy movie. But yeah. honestly, for alien invasions, this one feels almost the most real because it. Distorts, which, is, which is the most freaky? It does. It distorts our environment in a way that we can't predict, and it makes us evolve into something that we don't want. And I, I love the absorption of this whole thing. In fact, it's a slow movie. But has some of the scariest scenes of any movie that year. Scary scene. There's one horrifying there, scene when the bear attacks and That's when the, the bear one. comes into the house. It's the bear in the house. The one I'm talking about. But the bear coming in the field and you hear her scream. It's in the house because it is this alien. The bear. The alien life form assimilates us and turns us into other things. I really like it, so it's approved for me. And I have a feeling it, Joel, you won't. Uh, no, aside from that one horrifying scene, I didn't think it was worth my time. It was like a whole, it, it was a very... You didn't sit- like the end? Because I think the alien that totally becomes you. This is, is almost more terrifying than, than the very... This
1: sedative, I'll say that. Wow.
2: Wow. Yeah. wow. yeah. Okay. So not approved by me.
1: From 2011, we have Attack the Block. A teen gang in South London defend their block from... Why am I doing an Australian accent? <laughs> yeah, from tames. an alien invasion, brother. Uh, Brof brav this stars John Boyega, Jodie Whittaker and Nick Frost. So, it's so
2: good. Oh. So so good. And they're basic effects. They're hairy black aliens. Yeah, well, the thing is they're like these like kind of shaggy black aliens with these glowing
1: blue teeth. And it's the coolest creature effect cuz once again, it's like mm-hmm. you just haven't seen it. But this is a funny movie and it's a it's a it's a scary movie. Uh, it is also a very hard to understand movie, especially yes. when clear play is muting every other word for a bit <laughs> yeah. there, oh. because they're, t- they're speaking in very thick South London accents. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Totally yeah. approved. But you get used to the accents, and then it is just so much fun to watch. And the swearing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so approved everything saying for both of us? Mm-hmm. For both of you? All right. 2008, we have Cloverfield. A group of friends venture deep into the streets of New York on a rescue mission during a rampaging monster attack. And yes... This is an alien movie. And a found footage movie. Yes. So
1: this was one where fun in the theaters, but I do feel like the shaky cam got a little crazy. Also, Mm -hmm. I got a little sick during this one.
2: This is an event movie. This is an experience movie. So how did you feel during the event? This is what I'll say. The, The creature on the surface was not
1: as scary to me. Uh, but the then tunnels when they got the tunnels and there was the littler creatures yeah that was effective so I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this approved Yep, approved And we're going to 1993
0: with the previously mentioned fire in the sky
1: an Arizona logger mysteriously disappears for five days in an alleged encounter with a flying saucer in 1975. We talked about this one just recently uh, this is uh, Travis Walton's story from Dennis Snowflake Arizona this this is the movie that made aliens scary for mm-hmm. me. Uh, so I definitely got to give it approval because this I mean, it was a PG-13 movie that we'd throw on all the time at all our sleepovers and be like, you got to see this. It's, okay. it's so careful. Yeah. My
2: friends would reenact scenes. Travis, get back in the truck. Okay, no, good. I'm glad it was just those scenes and not yeah. the other scenes.
1: <laughs> yes, but just yes, the
2: abduction scene. This is approved because what it saves for the end is gold and it's terrifying. Yeah, it's a little slow moving, especially mm-hmm. at first, but
1: it's it's horrifying once it gets going. Next up, from 1996, arguably the most
2: American movie ever. Boom! It's Independence Rocky Day. Four is not an alien movie. You know, in the synopsis, the Ivan Drago say, is a human. In this, in the second most American movie, <laughs> so the aliens are coming, and their goal is to invade and destroy Earth. Fighting superior technology, mankind's best weapon is the will to survive. Is this a horror movie? No. no. Is an invasion ab- movie? Yes. Yes. Is it
1: scary? There no. are no. the release me. That yeah, that's that's scary. scary. Yes. When but they, they it when something... have it
0: after they capture the alien, yeah. I do think it gets quite scary.
1: Is this something we need to talk about on Bacon Cell though? Yes. Yes. So
0: I. I is Bacon Cell approved?
1: Yes. yes. This is when we talked about a number of times. We have a whole episode dedicated to it, but mm-hmm. Independence Day. Yes, approved.
0: Next up from '86 is Invaders from Mars. A boy
1: tries to stop aliens who have taken over his town and are attempting to brainwash its inhabitants. Directed by Tobe Hooper, who did Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Poltergeist.
2: Oh, wow. So you talked about this one two weeks ago. I I'm did. going to give this another chance because I'm going to say no on the approval. What? Because it is a childish version of the movies we're going to talk about next. It, it, it kind of is, but it's a PG. But I'm going to give it another chance. It's a PG kid horror movie,
1: but I'm going to give it approved just because it scared me as a kid. I still find it enjoyable as an adult. So, Joel, you
0: approve. Kent, you would be willing, but it, you need to see it not again approved. before you say Okay, next up is
2: Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1956. Yes, make sure you say which year because there's two here. So the original is a small town doctor learns that the population of his community is being replaced by emotionless alien duplicates. Uh, Directed by Don Siegel who did Dirty Harry. Fun fact. Oh, really? Whoa. I just barely watched this one and thought it would be so hokey. And it was really good. (laughs) It's funny how even though it's black and white and it's slower, it still captures that fear of like, and the effects of the pods, even for the, the oh, 50s, yeah. Yeah. are really good. There are hammy performances here, and that's to be expected. And it's a very personal story. Okay. This is really just like going to a few people's homes and then running through a ranch. And it's only affecting a few people, but you feel the bigger weight of the threat that's coming. Because there is a sense
1: of hopelessness in this mm-hmm. movie. And even I showed this to my kids. I, I actually put this in phase one. It's not on my official list, but I was like, oh, I'll bring in the phase oneers, and we'll all watch it together. Yeah. And they were pretty scared. Yes. Like my my son was like, are they going to be okay? And I'm like. "Mm." It is approved. Yeah. Approved. This is a pretty well approved list so far. Now we're going to look at Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978. Uh, Basically the same plot as 1956,
2: except creepier and -er. (laughs) 70s-er. You say like there's hopelessness in in that original. This is straight up despair. Yes. It feels good gross and Donald Sutherland yes. is amazing this movie and he's such a good protagonist here because he feels like the everyman he does and Leonard Nimoy's in this one too which is kind of fun seeing yeah, and him yeah Jeff, not Goldblum, be stopped. And Jeff well. Goldblum yeah I forgot about that this one feels sinister like it's so good this is PG but this is uh, late 70s PG which mm-hmm. means there's some nudity in this and there's some Ooh. creepy stuff with some weird hybrid stuff in Ooh, there That
1: yes but this yeah. is absolutely terrifying this is one of the scariest movies this is a phase four this is approved for me it's approved double approval and now from
2: 1988, Killer Clowns, with a K, from outer space. Aliens who look like clowns come from outer space and terrorize a small town. <laughs> and they turn people into popcorn, right? Uh, well, no, they turn the cotton candy. Cotton candy, that's it. Yeah, they have a popcorn gun, they have cotton candy
1: gun. This is horror gun.
2: comedy from outer space. This is an intentional
1: B movie. Mm-hmm. Like they are trying to be hokey and stupid. So, what kind of credit are you going to give it for that genre? It wants to be. Look, the effects are still fun. Like mm-hmm. there, you can tell it's weird. It's so low budget, but you can tell they actually put some effort into making these things look cool. But how annoying is it? It's kind of annoying. The yeah. two comedic relief guys, I could not stand. Yeah but the effects I liked. I like the creature effects.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this one a barely approval from me. I'm not giving it approval. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I think this movie deserves to be <laughs> And I hate to say it because it's almost so bad it's good, but it just is trying too hard. I watched yeah. a lot of these movies with
1: my wife. She actually really liked this one. She thought it was so stupid and funny. It makes clowns a little less scary. She's, and she's not scared of clowns or aliens. Okay. So
0: I'm really interested on your thoughts on the next one. From
1: 1996, it's Mars Attacks. Earth is invaded with Martians with unbeatable weapons and a cruel sense of humor. Nope. And no, nope. If you listen to episode seventy-seven of our tearing Tim Burton, mm. Ken and I hate this movie. I they're know, not approved. Great cast, I hate it. fun cast. Whoa. No, okay, no seriously. Okay, hold on. Jack Nicholson, Glenn Close, Annette Bening, Pierce Brosnan, Danny DeVito, Martin Short, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michael J. Fox, Tom Jones, Lucas Haas, Natalie Portman.
2: It's just it's a whole cavalcade of of stars wasting their time. And I like the idea of the original comics and cards that this comes from because they're really kind of grotesque Mm -hmm. versions of martians killing all of us this tried to be too funny and it wasn't no it's just not good it's our first double non-approval on this list all right from 1959 plan 9 from outer space evil aliens attack earth and set their terrible plan 9 into action plan 9 they resurrect the dead and uh, try to threaten the living. Yeah, there's a vampire and a zombie, and because Bela Lugosi's and... in it for some reason, <laughs> this this is one of those so bad it's good kind of movies. Is it the original
1: so bad it's good? Oh, Directed by Ed Wood. Question. Yes, it's 1959, so it's early stuff. It's I get this. One, it's got to
0: be the first. So I, bad it's
1: I've got to give this approved just because it's one I think people need
2: to see to see how bad it can be. Watch this with a group of people. If you do, it's approved. Don't watch it by yourself. You will not find the humor. It is funny to watch it together with people because mm-hmm. you're just all laughing together. So, yes. It, it is approved. Okay. Next up from
1: 1987, we have Predator. <laughs> That's the whole, that's plot stops right there. <laughs> a team of commandos on a mission in a Central American jungle find themselves hunted by an extraterrestrial warrior.
2: <laughs> warrior, that makes it sound so much less scary.
1: This is much more action than horror, but that creature is scary. Yeah. And with they're being stalked in the
2: forest, it's scary. We watched this so many times as kids would this be as scary if you didn't really see his true face if he was just invisible the whole time that was terrifying to me was that Mm -hmm. you couldn't see him coming you see there's like this blur yeah
1: Uh, so horrifying effects in this one this is definitely approved for me i don't really like any of the sequels but that first one yes yes
0: absolutely and next up uh, i don't know if you remember this one joel Uh, from
2: 2002 (laughs) it's science A family approved. Uh, a family living on a farm finds mysterious crop circles. Yada yada yada. Uh, absolutely approved. This is alien invasion hits home. This is one of the peak alien movies I'd say because it's it's horrifying and it's touching.
1: Yeah, so well done. It deserves to be on anyone's favorite list of 2000 horror movies. <laughs> it does deserve to be that. If if we were tiering, this certainly would be tier one. Right? Like, certainly. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. Top. Yes.
0: All right, from 2010, we have Skyline.
1: Strange lights descend on the city of Los Angeles, drawing people outside like moths to a flame where an extraterrestrial force threatens to swallow the entire human population off of the face of the earth.
2: Not bad effects. There's no no cast in this one, really. Like, really TV actors. But the effects are cool. It just vaporizes humanity, essentially. Well, okay. When, and then hunts them down so in like their these apartments. A- these aliens, yeah. These aliens, well, like, the whole movie
1: takes place basically in an apartment complex, mm-hmm. and it's the director's apartment complex, the two it brothers. Is. Yes. Uh-huh. And it's like, they're the special... They're, these were special effects guys who decided to make a movie. It makes sense. And the effects are good. When these aliens let off this light, and if you look at this light, uh, it's kind of like... Uh, what's that one, center Bullock? Bird Box. Yes. It's kind of like Bird Box where it, like, it starts taking over and you see like these blue veins start to come out of their... like down their skin and everything around their face and they start to kind of be hypnotized. Mm-hmm. And it's a creepy
2: effect. But holy cow, is this a terrible movie. Yeah, the acting is horrible. The just ending just leaves you scratching your head. Oh, oh there's a sequel, by the way. that came out 10 years
1: later. I read about that because it ends and you're like, oh my gosh, they went there? Yeah. It's so campy and so terrible. I don't know why they decided to end that way. And even most of the movie is just them not doing anything it's yeah. just basically hiding. trying, yeah hiding and so
2: no not approved. not approved and from 2006 we have slither a small town is taken over by an alien plague turning residents into zombies and all forms of mutant monsters directed and written by james gunn
1: oh it's starring oh, so
2: naturally you love starring it. Nathan, love it. nathan fillion elizabeth
1: banks michael rooker and oh. jenna fisher pam from the mm-hmm. offices in this movie That's this like, movie is hilarious it's a really good cast
2: and disgusting
1: Really. that is a very accurate not really scary I didn't find it scary no there's one or two parts where I was like oh that's creepy but disgusting
2: maybe first and then hilarious it's over the top kind of gross yes but it's approved Joel I'm feeling a no from you Joel wow
1: well no the problem is is that I enjoyed myself but guiltily
2: I think that's an approval
1: I'll give it a slight approval okay we'll take it edited <laughs> slight approval edited, edited. edited.
0: <laughs> Beware of the Blob from
1: uh, 1958. Beware of the Blob, it creeps. It Be seems. Reaps, it re- dee, 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 dee. Oh, my gosh. That's the opening credit music, if you don't know. You're about, you pop in this horror movie, and it's like, oh, 50s sci-fi horror movie. And all of a sudden, they have this doo-wop band singing, beware of the
2: Blob. I'll have you know I watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the 50s. And I was like, oh, that was really impressive. Then I'm like, oh, the Blob is next from the 50s. And I saw that song, and then I saw the movie. It's Steve McQueen mm-hmm. in like his film debut,
1: and <laughs> it's like a 30 year old man trying to play like a teenager, which is already kind of weird. I, I guess the song at the beginning kind of sets the tone for the whole movie where it's like you can't really take it seriously. But and creature, I never did. The creature effects are good, though. Yes. I like the creature effects. There are some scary parts in there. This is a fun family horror
2: movie, so I'm going to say approved. Oh, absolutely not. I hated this movie. Wow. Creature effects are cool. The rest of the movie is awful. Okay. What about the blob from nineteen eighty eight? Okay, so once again, it's the blob, right? This is a entity from space that consumes everyone in its path. And this one is a very eighties movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's also really grody. It's it's (laughs) like you see see what happens as the blob absorbs people and Mm. dissolves them. Yeah. And in that way... There's a part in a movie theater that terrified me. I didn't mm-hmm. want to go to a movie theater as well. There's a part in a phone booth that's horrifying. And that's why, I mean, the slow moving terror, kind of like we talked about with zombies, is scary, even though you're like, I could get away from that. But for some reason, these kids can't. They see their friends in the blob, and this one gets a total approval from me just for the imagery alone. The, the, the movie's kind of forgettable, but the imagery is horrifying. This one stuck with me. Huh. Yeah. Ha, with the blob. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say approved as well. Okay.
0: And now, I have never even heard of this one. From 1962, Day of the Triffids.
1: I actually talked about this one on the horror hipster flick Picks back in the day. Oh, wow. So this is one that terrified me as a kid. After an unusual meteor shower leaves most of the human population blind, a merchant navy officer must find a way to conquer tall, aggressive plants which are feeding on people and animals. It's a very British movie. How British is it? Quite <laughs> yeah. British. So it's, it's British except for the protagonist is yeah, American. Yeah, he's American. Uh, so this is one where, as a kid, there were a couple scenes that... Terrified me when when the triffids ate people, or when they were attacking people, or when I attacked a dog. Mm-hmm. Watching it as an adult, the scary parts came from the fact that so there's this meteor shower, this beautiful, colorful meteor shower, and everyone's the news organizations are like, "You got to see this meteor shower; it's great." So everyone's out
2: watching them. And the next morning, everyone wakes up completely blind. It's burned their eyes, like their are And that would seem like a weird A-plot, and then it turns into walking dandelions that are about 30 feet tall, Zach. 30 feet? Yeah, some of them. Like 10. Okay, that's true. Yeah. And they are like an army that just surround people, and they can kill them in just strange ways off screen, because it feels like a very BBC 1960s
1: show. They have tongues that lash out and paralyze you, and then they'll pull you
2: into their With mouths.
1: the worst effects. <laughs> Still terrified me. I'm so, going to give this one approval. Mm-hmm. Uh, only because the childhood, the child in me was scared. And even the adult. So, yeah, it, it's not approval for me. And That's I'm sorry right. to say it. That's okay. Fine. And from 1951, we have The Day the Earth Stood Still. An alien lands and tells the people of Earth that they must live peacefully or be destroyed as a danger
2: to other planets. So, I saw this one very recently. I, the first one I saw was the Keanu Reeves one, I think from 2008. Yeah. Which is not good. And yeah, so I, I, was I, not approved. I was expecting this one to be surprisingly good. And what it is, is this character. He kind of hides out like the, the alien who lands, he gets mm-hmm. a lot of publicity and there's Gort the robot yeah. in like a Teflon <laughs> yeah. sort of costume who stands there. He's probably what, eight feet tall, eight, nine yeah, feet tall. That. Yeah. The humanoid alien kind of hides out and studies us and just hides from the military. But he really does want us to instill peace through kind of weird messaging in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a very pro-police movie. Yeah. Where he's like, this Gort character, we gave all power to our cops and we are extremely peaceful. It's a utopia where we are. You should do the same. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of, it's an unusual story to tell, but
1: it is kind of fun because like this, this flying saucer lands and everyone kind of just reacts to it. It's a phenomenon. And it's kind of, it feels very realistic of how kind of people would react to just flying saucer only there. By the way, directed by Robert Wise, who did The Sound of Music, Star Trek, The Motion Picture, The Haunting, Run Silent, Run Deep, and West Side Story. Wow. It's quite the variety. That really. is an interesting collection of movies.
2: Uh, this is a sci-fi classic for me. I give it approval. It is not approved by me. What? I'm sorry. Oh, Clashy I don't Barack love this story. to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's an in-joke. <laughs> All right. And now we have from 1998, The Faculty. Students suspect their teachers are aliens after bizarre occurrences. Direct and i Robert Rodriguez who did Spy Kids. And I'm so sorry <laughs> to say this after Day the Earth Stood Still, but this is totally approved. I got <laughs> such a kick out of The Faculty. It is fun because it is, once again, Teenage Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You got Elijah
1: Wood, Josh yeah. Hartnett, uh, Famke Jensen. Who else is in this? Robert Patrick, John Stewart,
2: yeah. Baby awesome Neuwirth. Wow, that's it is great. It's fun. Jordana Brewster's in this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not approved. No. <gasps> you just said Jordana Brewster and said not approved. I said Did the you, movie's is not Is that approved. a revenge not approved?
1: No, it's just... I. <sighs>
2: <laughs> it's it's just, fun to watch.
1: It's just a little... It's it's a bit 90s. It's it's a juvenile version of of The Body Snatchers. Okay, so... I just didn't... Invaders I, from Mars. I didn't really enjoy okay. it as much as I thought it was going to. I'm sorry. <laughs> what about
0: 2009's The Fourth Kind?
1: A thriller involving an ongoing unsolved mystery in Alaska, where one town has seen an extraordinary number of unexplained disappearances during the past 40 years, and there are accusations of a federal cover-up.
2: Starring Mila... Yo 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 Jovovich, the trailer terrified. It's scary. Me. Like it was a really really scary trailer cuz they make it look like it's actual footage yes. of this hypnosis session. Yes. But
1: then the movie just tries too hard mm-hmm. to prove how true and how
2: scary it can be. It, it, there's there's some
1: creepy moments,
2: but the trailer's better than it, the movie. It's all about the after effects of, of abduction, and so that should be scary, but it's just not. No. This is, I saw this in the Dollar Theater, and it still was very scary. Yeah, not approved. From 1951, we have The Thing from Another World. Scientists and American Air Force officials fend off a bloodthirsty alien organism while at a remote Arctic outpost. Once again, this is the original The Thing. So, yeah, this one is kind of the same setup, but different movie throughout. Yes. There's well, a, definitely a creature there, but it doesn't. Become them. And they all come from the
1: story, uh, Who Goes There, I think is the name of the short mm-hmm. story. Uh, so it's the ba- same basic idea, but just different interpretations. The Thing from Another World, it, I love it. Because it's, it's campy
2: 50s It's sci-fi. totally
1: 50s sci-fi, but I love the dialogue. It's so natural and realistic, the way they talk to each other, and they talk over each other. Mm-hmm. It's very quick-witted. It's slow, yes, but there's and there's also one jump scene that I love showing to my kids. Yeah. Because I know it's coming, and I watch them, and they jump out of their skin every time. So... I give this one approval. He's a carrot
2: alien. He's a vegetable. He's, he's plant based. They say he's a carrot in the movie. That's the one guy dumbing he's, it down. He's an evolved carrot. It's not approved.
1: <laughs> oh. Why are you hating on classic 50s sci fi? They do it better with the remix. <laughs>
0: wow. Well, that does bring us to 1982's The Thing. You no, know, she this one not approved.
1: <laughs> a research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. Directed by John Carpenter, who did The Fog and Halloween and They Live. Starring
2: Kurt Russell. This one. And, oh, has, and Wilfred Brimley. Oh, no, absolutely. You just, this, one, <laughs> <laughs> this one has the environment from that original, but with the paranoia of who can you trust. Yeah. And the grossness and of the, gross. The body horror involved, body involved as horror well. Because the when the creature shapeshifts, it's not a very uh, smooth process. It ain't pretty. No. This is one of the top tier ones. This movie is absolutely fascinating. Fantastic ending to well good. Uh, approved. oh. Approved. 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 Oh, Come approved. on, Joel. <laughs> of
1: course it's approved. This is a freaky
2: movie. Yeah. Uh, how about 2013's The World's End? Five friends who reunite in an attempt to top their epic pub crawl from 20 years earlier unwittingly become humanity's only hope for survival. Wait a minute. I thought that this is one with Seth Rogen. No, <laughs> stop. Stop that. It's not at all. I thought this was the one with Johnny Depp, uh, the pirate movie. No, This this has Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and directed by Edgar Wright, the third part of the Cornetto Trilogy. Yeah. And once again, these aliens are a bit different. These are more, what did you say, android type aliens? Yeah, robotic. With with uh, intelligence guiding them. Yeah. This movie is so clever. The editing is incredible. It is a lesser part of the Cornetto Trilogy, but they're so much wit here that i just can't yeah. get over
0: uh, and a lesser part compared to
2: Shaun of the dead and, and hot, hot fuzz, fuzz. Yes. that's a yeah. fine enough place to be right but this movie made me fall in love with it with the bathroom fight scene i was just thinking of bathroom fight scene <laughs> it's so good it's just so ridiculous but this one is a total
1: approval by me this is an approval by me too i, I was a little disappointed after watching Shaun of the dead and hot fuzz and mm-hmm. then this one but i, th- I still enjoyed it like right. if it were a standalone movie i would enjoy it how about from
0: 1998 The X-Files fight the future.
1: Mulder and Scully must fight the government in a conspiracy and find the truth about alien colonization of Earth.
2: Would you say this finally capitalizes on what the show promised for so long?
1: I don't think so, because I think, well, the show kept going. This was mm. like in between seasons. It was like a season ended, they have this movie, and then they continued in the show. Which, what a weird concept. I cannot imagine that happening today. It's fine, though, because I honestly would like to know if people who haven't watched the series can watch this movie and still enjoy it standalone. That's what I did. And? I didn't watch
2: the series till maybe five, six years later. And I enjoyed the movie. It made me want to watch this show eventually mm-hmm. because what I got was an actual promise realized of seeing these aliens that the show maybe be talked about. Scully didn't. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so it seemed like the movie capitalized on the greys where the show was just overly mysterious about it. Yeah, they can. Well, they did. And they the gave a little ooze. more, but they didn't
1: tell it give you all the answers. They mm-hmm. kept that for the finale. But still, is it, it was a big budget episode of X Files that was fantastic and it's creepy. Yeah. So uh black Approval. black whose aliens creep
2: me out. Mm-hmm. Approved. And from nineteen eighty eight, they live. A drifter discovers a pair of sunglasses that allow him to wake up to the fact that aliens have taken over the Earth. Did you just chuckle as reading this? Analysis? I did. <laughs> sunglasses starring Rowdy Roddy Piper. Zach, have you seen this movie?
0: I have not seen all of this movie, but I've seen the most important part of this movie. The fight scene? I'm only here for two reasons. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: No, there's, there's like a, a five to seven minute just fight scene, but it's not like a cleverly choreographed. It's like watching a it's, wrestling match between two guys. It's, but it's like a drunken wrestling in an alley? Match. Yes. Yeah.
2: But the campiness of this is so over the top, and I can't get enough. Yeah, it definitely leans into that. It's like a tier two alien movie, because I don't think of it as alien. It's just kind of like government control by forces we don't understand. But they're definitely aliens. They they? are aliens. And they have invaded. (laughs) So yeah, it's approval.
1: This has a weird, weird allure to it. Uh, There's (laughs) something strangely likable at this movie. I give it an approval, even though I just think it's bizarre. (laughs) So campy. (laughs) And then from 1953, War of the Worlds. A small town in California is attacked by Martians beginning a worldwide invasion. So it's 1953, but the effects are still... Like, the effects of the ships... How are
2: they so good? Still look pretty good. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of photon beams and whatnot that are a bit silly. But when they vaporize people, it's terrifying. Yeah. This is one that I feel... And definitely, it's like a Cold War type movie. And it's a fear of everything. There are people that that trust in the process and want peace, but these aliens sure don't. No, they don't. They want to invade. And they destroy the planet. This is one of those movies like The Day the Earth Stood Still if it had a budget. And this one capitalizes on that with an iconic ending as well. Yes, very popular ending. Well, I shouldn't say popular. Infamous, maybe. This is a tier one. Alien movie for Whoa, sure. Well,
1: this is a 50s sci-fi movie. Just trash on it like you have all the other ones. I know, but there's <laughs> color to it. Zach, I got to stand up to this because it's in color. Yeah. That's why you like it. <laughs> yeah, I got to stand up for 50s sci-fi and say this is approved before Kent said it's not approved. Okay, Kent, go ahead and say it's not approved. Not now. approved.
2: <gasps> it's approved.
1: Yeah. No, this one is is interesting because it it gives you. This I, is the nightmare of the alien va- of this a, is of the alien invasion. It gives you like hopelessness upon hopelessness because mm-hmm. it keeps saying, "Oh, here's a possible solution that didn't work. Here's a possible solution that didn't work." And it gets to the point where you're like, well, goodbye, humanity. We're screwed. (laughs) Yep. And finally, on this list, we
2: have War of the Worlds from 2005. As Earth is invaded by alien tripod fighting machines, Tom Cruise and his family fight for survival in the sci-fi action film. This movie, it just makes me want to jump on a couch and shake people's hands. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's too bad because I generally like what Tom Cruise chooses to make. Yeah. And then he made this movie. You don't like this movie. I don't like this movie. Interesting. It's a straight up action movie. Sure. And the effects are cool. They are cool. But it's almost like cool in a 2012 sort of way where it's just mass destruction thrown mm, in your face. Yeah.
1: But the scene, there's a the basement scene when the little the scout thing is trying to find him. That's pretty creepy. Yeah, fun. but like
2: Tim Robbins is involved and I hate him in this movie.
1: See, I couldn't stand Dakota Fanning in this movie because all she does is scream the entire well, time, and his
2: annoying son too. It's like, Dad, I hate you. I don't want to go back to mom, even though the world's being destroyed. <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> so you're not approving this? I'm one. not approving it. I'll give it a slight
1: approval just because there were iconic moments in this. I thought it was a it was a fine retelling. I'm not giving a, a wholehearted approval, but okay, it's fine. Okay. So
0: we That's got a lot of movies. That was thirty movies. Okay, now that we have finished, that was the official list that we <laughs> Wait, wanted to talk about. are we done about. with the show? Oh, no. You guys wouldn't <laughs> let me be done. Okay, we have 30 more movies, but these are just
2: honorable <laughs> mentions. <laughs> We're going to go quick,
0: right? I don't want to hear anything more
1: Lots than of whether time.
0: you approve or not. Lightning round. Lightning round. Just approved Ready? or not
1: approved. No synopses. Just approved or not approved. Nope. Just approved or not okay. approved. Ready? Mm. Alien 3. Not no. Appro- not approved. Alien Resurrection. Not approved. Not approved. Alien versus Predator. Not approved. Not approved. This is a fun list, guys. <laughs> Alien Covenant. Approved. I will approve that one as well. Wow. It's kind of scary. Battle, Los Angeles. Not approved. Not approved. Oof. Cocoon. Haven't seen it. it what? 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 I, don't, I don't know if I've seen it all the way through. Wait. Get, Hold just, on. Yes Wilford no. Brimley goes skinny dipping. I know the story. I've in seen a, In a pool with giant No explanation. No Speed
2: Moving on. Not approved. Not approved. Cowboys and Aliens. Not approved. Not approved. approved. Although Olivia Wilde is beautiful. <laughs> no explanations. Sorry, sorry, Critters. Not approved. Oh, not approved. I hate to say it. Dark Skies. Approved. I wish people, more people knew about this. Show, it's on Netflix. District 9. Approved. Totally approved.
1: Oh,
0: such an approved. Come on. Edge of Tomorrow. Also approved. very approved. Uh, Evolution. Not approved. Oh, this is approved. so
1: bad. You, you thought it was funny? It's such a stupid oh, to- Moving comedy. on.
0: Independence Day Resurgence. Not approved. Not approved. It. Uh, oh, well, it's I guess that an, is an alien, alien movie. movie
2: yeah. uh, chapter one approved. Chapter two not approved. Chapter one approved. Chapter two I haven't seen
1: yet. Men in Black approved. Approved. Men in Black two not approved. Not approved.
0: Men in Black three better than two but not approved. I would approve number three. Hmm. Men in Black International not approved. Not, not approved. Monsters versus Aliens
1: approved. Actually, it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah approved. Pacific Rim not, approved. Not approved. Joel, um, what? Not approved. It's awesome. Not approved. Pod people. Mr. <laughs> Science Theater? Uh, approved. Mr. Science Theater approved. Prometheus. Come on, Kent. You know you want to approve it. I mean, it's, it. it's better the second time I saw it. Hey, no, no explanations. Joel,
2: what do you say? Not approved. Okay, I'm going to approve it then. Whoa. Spaced invaders. Remember <laughs> that one from the 90s? Yeah, yeah not approved. <laughs> not approved. <laughs> Starship troopers. Approved. Not approved. It's, it's smart, Joel. It's smarter than you think. No it, explanations. It, the Abyss. <laughs> approved.
1: What? What?
2: Moving on. It's
0: been a long time. What? The Arrival. I haven't seen it. I haven't it.
1: seen it. Oh, Char- that, that's Charlie Sheen yeah, one, Charles right? Sheen. Yeah, I don't know that one. The Darkest Hour. Not approved. With, with Churchill? <laughs> 2011. <laughs> oh, <so that's... laughs> yeah. It's not approved. I haven't seen it. The Day
0: the Earth Stood Still. The, 2000- not the
2: Not approved. Not approved. The Thing from 2011. The remake of The Thing. Approved. It's a prequel to The Thing from 2000 or from I will approve this one as well. Mary Elizabeth with the Winsteads in it. And the Tommyknockers, not approved. The doll scene scared me, but it's not approved. Yeah, wow. It's one of those uh,
1: made-for-TV movies mm-hmm. that just didn't work for me. Zipped through that list. We oh, are done. Oh, we're done. Okay, we are done. Ah! You made it, man. Maybe we should speed round like for the whole time. <laughs> don't don't give our
2: listener the idea. <laughs> no, but the problem is like
1: some of these movies are going to be like, what was that movie? And they don't know. I would saying say like approved
2: the abyss. Well, oh, it's been like I haven't seen it since I was like thirteen. It's a very important movie, Kent. Is it? It is. Yes. I don't know. I'll give it another shot. You should not in October. So here's the thing: I think we had more quality movies in the alien genre, the alien invasion genre, than we did for like vampires or witches, like you know, ratio wise. Right. I think there's higher quality here, I even though there's it. some horrible movies here. Yeah.
1: Well, it seems like I think. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Now that I think about it, because like the witches movies were mostly terrible, mm-hmm. uh, werewolf movies very hit and miss, yeah. vampire movies some good, mostly bad.
2: Yeah. So yeah. Some movies are, are kind of fun. Yeah, they are kind of fun. Yeah. But even those aliens are not as immediately scary by appearance, the movies are sometimes better. And that's yeah. just because sci-fi has maybe come further. Maybe it's more accepted.
1: Well, like in Dark Skies, for example, it could have been... A, this is a 2013 Cary Russell movie. Mm-hmm. It could have been a horror movie with uh, yes. like ghosts. But instead, they said it would go aliens. And it's effectively
2: scary, I thought. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, in your list of 30 movies, uh, you 60. had... Well, there's that. But of the 30 initial lists that you talked about, 18 of them you both approved. Wow. Okay. So wow. I, and that's got to be our, your highest ratio. Yeah. Oh, not too shabby. Be. Yeah.
1: But we hope that we at least, you know, uh, on this October season, gave you a little sense of the spooky in regard to uh, extraterrestrial beings that may or may not be out there. So let us know if you have had any sort of unusual experiences with either unidentified flying objects or... Even if you had a close encounter of some sort of kind, we want to hear about it on, on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter accounts. We want to hear some interactions here before the government shuts it down.
0: But before we go, we want to make sure we thank a few special patrons. In the I Am the Listener category, we have Adrian Gray, Terry Finley, Kyler Loves Bacon Sale, Crew Dutler, Sean Sandquist, Alicia Bass, Brayden Winterton, Sweet Bottom Cakes, Jessica Drought, Jennifer Kilkowski, Babs, and Glow Clendaniel. And then in the Bacon Council, we have Chris Anderson, Nicole D. Hale, Ryan Farron, Mats, Ah, uh, Steven Ross, Jessica Terry, Brian Madsen, and Reverse
1: Listener. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate you, We patrons. do. We love you, patrons. And we appreciate you too, listener. Thanks for listening to Bacon Sale and spreading the word of government conspiracies and aliens around. <laughs> Jesus. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with QuickWits. They're performing for free online on Facebook. For more details, go to qwcom.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's
0: ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you want to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at TumblingMustard. But most importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram, as well as liking the page on Facebook. While you're doing that, head over to tpublic.com slash bacon sale, where we have some new merch. We've got a new shirt, Mm -hmm. uh, which I also love as a pillow of one of our recent episode images, which I just love. And then if you want to support the show further by doing more than just listening, you can go to patreon.com slash bacon sale and support the show. At just $3 a month, you can start hearing some of those famous bacon bits that happen sometimes. There's other fun benefits at different (laughs) levels as well. But until next time, who, who, what?
2: Close encounters of the bacon sale kind. I thought I'd befriend an alien after giving Reese's pieces. <laughs> they may not kill me, but I will not like what they
1: do to me. <laughs> well, can can I ask you a probing question? Mm. Sliding door style.
2: Okay, but apparently. Wow, you just brought up sliding doors, right? Like when it's Paltra movie. Yes, yeah, that's what you just brought up. joe Well, we're getting our that. conspiracy hats on now. Wow. Yes. That's what that What's that bright light outside? <laughs> it's a didgeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> They're Australian. <laughs> Australian aliens.
1: So if you see a tall Swedish person, they're probably an alien.
2: So I don't trust blondes anymore.
1: I can't talk because I'm controlled by the aliens.
0: Okay. Via the German. It's, it's the Nordic. Nordic, it's the Nordic aliens. Uh, this
1: is how people know I talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fact, sis, no. Yeah. 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 In fact, s- 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 <laughs> statistics. <laughs> statistics. <laughs>
0: statistics. Statistics. <laughs> All
1: right. Here we go. I only just now saw your text about flannel. Thanks a lot, Facebookers. We're prepared. Yeah, we are ready for this, <laughs> and we are bored.
0: But then I wouldn't be here. Oh, let's show you around a bit. Can you walk? Okay.
1: You can read. Yeah, this is story. gonna get a
0: little weird, but we're gonna clean it up. Hold on. You guys don't have a getaway
1: tractor? <laughs> Space <laughs> glass! 5G. Al Gore. Uh, if you want to look up crop circles or cat emulations, that's on you. Or sometimes they just reject you if they
2: don't think you're good genetic material. Oh, that would be so <laughs> <disappointing>. <laughs> Start
1: getting raced up like, never mind. Last pick for the kickball team and this. Aww. From take. an alien invasion brother. Basically the same plot as 1956, except creepier and 70s-er. Pizza's happening. It is. <laughs> I enjoyed myself, but guiltily. Nineteen fifty oh. Beware of the blobby creeps. I it creeps. seems and it to the Yo, jo, yo yo, George. yo yo, Joe, jo, Ho, yo, Ho, Ho. yo yo, yo yo, bitch. Sounds like Alien. That really does. Oh, it's, it's a train.
2: <laughs> so you said the show kept going. <laughs> it's just a train,
1: guys. Mm. It's just a train.
2: <laughs> and you have to do the post production. <laughs> I mean, you could have said swing away? Huh? Truth is out he there? You could have said... No, you're doing the thing. I am the going thing. to... Actually, <laughs> I don't want say. to...